Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod, and uh, thank you again for tuning in. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, if you weren't here last week, we um, we had a very special guest. His name was Jason, and uh, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, definitely go and take a look, uh, especially if you're into miniature models and the uh, the art of model making for, for hobby or for cinema or whatever. Uh, you might enjoy our conversation. Uh, it, was, it was a good one. But this week, we got our co-host, Blake, joining us back in the podcast and, uh, I mean, the escape pod. <laughs> We're going over the, the last two Bad Batch episodes, episode nine, The Crossing, episode 10, Retrieval, and talking all things Fan Expo from this year in Vancouver at Fan Expo 2023. Let's get into it. Hello, sir. Hello. Yes. Good to be here, man. Yeah, good to have you it's back. Exciting week. As always, yeah. It's always an exciting week when there's more Star Wars stuff to talk to and uh, talk right. about. And uh, you know, this week is uh, it, it's 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 very special because we got some audio bites from Fan Expo Vancouver 2023. Wait, what? I thought we were talking about Bad Batch. Did oh, we yeah. just play the song? <laughs> Oh yeah, we're talking about Bad Batch too. Uh, but we gotta let's uh, let's let's talk about Bad Batch, and then we'll follow up with some fan expo. Uh, but just before that, we got a few quick announcements for our listeners. Uh, so first of all, thank you again, everyone tuning into the show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed on our YouTube channel, you can look us up with our handle, which is at SWScape Podcast, or you can find the link in the description of every single podcast, whatever platform you're tuning in. Hopefully, the links are. Uh, are working hopefully they're hyperlinks and uh, it'll take you right to the youtube channel and you could just hit subscribe and uh, that way you can listen wherever you are whether you're at your computer or uh, or at your phone or whatever you know all our episodes come out the day after 1 p.m they premiere youtube style youtube premiere style you can leave a comment i usually try and get a q a or like a little survey going have you noticed that i don't i don't know if anyone actually participates mm, yes it's like one one p. <laughs> yes, yeah. Clearly, you're in the premiere. <laughs> Anyone tuning into the no. YouTube premiere, you can you can participate in like a community question or or a little poll or something like that, you know. But uh, I don't know. Not, not too many people catch the premieres. Normally, it's like an after thing. Normally, it's yeah, like I'll, yeah. That's what I've noticed. You go know, check it out afterwards, and you know, yeah. give it a thumbs up. It's, it's like I don't know. Yeah. It's like YouTube. I find it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, I mean, hit the like button, of course, while you're there. And you drop a comment. That always helps. But YouTube is one of those things that I just always find, you know, you go and you go and listen to your podcast only there if you're, like, already at your computer, you know? 
Right. Like it's just, it's not the platform that people tend to gravitate to for podcasts. So like, it's still a bit of a, at least for yeah, us. That, like our, that's, that's for me. I know I'll, I mostly will listen to YouTube while I'm working. Yeah. Cause I'm at my PC all day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. that's exactly it. So at least, you know, I don't think we should condone driving and YouTubing. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. And um, but I mean, like that being said, I mean, if you if you're sitting in a Tesla right now, listening to Star Wars Escape Out on YouTube of all places, definitely let us know because uh, we are there. And there's like a nice little visual video that takes a couple hours to render out each time we do an episode. But it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. The waveform is custom per episode. And, um, you know, ooh. yeah, ooh. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, join the discord too. So if you guys want to get involved with uh, some Star Wars chats some forums, you know, it's a great way to get in touch with us and, uh, just speculate on shows, you know, post some links, uh, some, some, whatever, you know, speaking Talk. of which, I think someone brought some stuff up this week, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Someone did actually speaking of which we do have a question from, uh, well, from the uh, from the Discord, and uh, this question is from from Joshua. Uh, that's the that's the handle in our Discord, but uh, I know him as Josh. And uh, the question is: thoughts on recent developments uh, de- developments on TikTok? Uh, hello there, Star Wars posted there. Interesting. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, what do we think of Star Wars joining TikTok? Um, yeah, I didn't even realize what this was at first. I saw the message and then I had to Google it. And then I realized Star Wars wasn't officially on TikTok until this that moment in time. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, honestly, like I I don't have a whole lot of opinions about this because like I'm not on TikTok. The podcast isn't on TikTok. Um, and quite frankly, like I know that TikTok is currently undergoing some, some legal... Uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like overwatch currently in North America we're we're just like Canada, U S they're kind of determining, you know, is it safe to use? Uh, so, you know, I think I, it is kind of weird timing that star Wars just joins TikTok <laughs> right when it might even just Political be shut drama. down as a platform, but <laughs> yeah. Vote now. Vote, Vote now. now. Vote now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you got to get that on your button list there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. As far as opinions go, do you have any opinions about that? I think the, the first two clips they put out were pretty well fitting. I know there was a, uh, classic Obi-Wan hello there clip. I think it was a montage actually of all the times he's, uh, Obi-Wan has said hello there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't be more Star Wars than that starting an account, right? That's true. That is true. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, those of you who are on TikTok, a piece of Star Wars news for the week, you can uh, you can find Star Wars on TikTok now. So thanks for the question, Josh. Um, and uh, yeah. So if you want to post a question to us, there's a channel specifically called Questions for Podcast. And uh, you just hit that blue button. You type in your question, you hit submit, and we'll reply to you with uh, the timestamp of when you can hear us talk about your question and re- reply to it on on the show. So it's a, just a new way to interact with listeners and and uh, kind of replaces our 
unused dead voicemail that we used to, <laughs> used to have for three years <laughs> tumbleweed mail yeah yeah exactly it's like it's like it's like tumblr who uses that but we still have it um it's <laughs> i don't manage it or anything it's like all Coast automatically app. anytime we posted a, a podcast episode it's like there's a post i know that automatically goes fished through to tumblr but um but yeah i don't yeah i mean who, who even knows what tumblr is anymore uh, all right. Yeah. So don't uh, let Bryce hear you saying that. Yeah, true enough. Um, all right. So drop a comment, review, leave us five stars on your podcast app, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it really helps us out. Hit the like button on YouTube. It takes a sec. It really helps us out a lot because it bumps us up in the algorithms. And if you know how many Star Wars podcasts are out there, it really, really does do us a lot of favors. Um, and if you're tuning in on Podbean, thank you for subscribing there. A lot of people tuning in on our home host site. Uh, so it's great, you know, leave a comment on Podbean, you guys, and, uh, and, and like your favorite episodes. Cause you know, that does a lot. So bad batch, shall we? Bad batch. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ah, right. yes. Here we are in Sid's Cantina. Sid's Cantina. Yeah. Man, it seems to be that one band. (laughs) That one band again. (laughs) Plays in every canteen in the galaxy. Yeah, they they get around. Um, I got to say, these two episodes that we're about to talk about, it's one single story arc. So, Bad Batch season two, episode nine, called the Crossing. Worked out pretty well, hey. And yeah, it did work out really well, actually. (laughs) Ironically enough, and uh, Bad Batch season two, episode ten, called Retrieval. So, we'll start with episode nine. Work our way through and then hit episode 10. We'll do it just the way that we did it before. We'll do uh, uh, Pablo points or poodoos between <laughs> after each each summary and uh, just talk about what we, what we liked and what we thought worked and what didn't work. Um, so here's the summary for episode 9, The Crossing. Sid sends the Bad Batch to extract some Ipsian mineral from a mine she recently purchased. But during the expedition, their ship is stolen. Forced to trek towards a spaceport they passed earlier, the squad is buried inside another mine. When they're recovered, Ipsium is detonated by a lightning storm. Having trouble dealing with the recent sudden turnabouts, Omega discovers an Ipsium vein. But while trying to harvest it, she and Tech get separated from the others and have to talk about adapting to changes in life before they find an alternative way out. They find the spaceport abandoned, but managed to contact Sid, who reluctantly agrees to pick them up in a few days to be continued. Um, what did you think about this episode? I actually thought it was pretty fun. Um, I, I, I'll say, I think, now that I've seen both of them, I think I like the next episode a little better. Mm. But uh, this, I, I really, this whole arc just gave me major Borderlands 2 vibes, which I really enjoyed a lot. It was super cool. I totally uh, see that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the mines were very uh, similar to that game as well as kind of like Fallout-y. They have almost like uh, like a vault to the front of them, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty sweet. And sure. they're trying to find this really exotic mineral, which to me was basically iridium from Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because like, I, I feel like they didn't put in a whole lot of thought into the name of this element because anytime I saw Ipsium, like just written down on my page of notes here. Like I always think of like lorem ipsum. It's like, they just kind of took the most generic way of just being like filler text and took half of that word and be like, all right, let's just make this an element. Ipsium. 
<laughs> well, I'm looking at it now that I because ha- I opened up a Borderlands 2 tab because I can remember the name of the material. It's been a while since I played the game. It's called Heridium. And wow, this is Ipsium. That was so really close. Like, I think they actually just like referenced Borderlands 2 to make this arc and this planet. Dang. <laughs> like it's it's so close. Yeah, that is close. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh in the next episode more so, but that town they go to, like that's straight out of Borderlands as well. Yeah, it was very I got major like western cowboy vibes about mm-hmm. this whole. The music episode. was awesome with that yeah. that tone. It was. Yeah, it wasn't like a Cad Bane thing like it was a, a unique you know it was very uh mm. very unique it was, and, and it was more of a like dusty western town music yeah as opposed to a cowboy song yeah yeah exactly because we we've heard a few kind of westerny vibe songs like throughout bad batch before when cad bane shows up we've heard it in mandalorian you know book of boba fett uh and uh, this one had its own style to it and everything i was a fan i was like this is this is cool like yeah that's all that stuff is what made me really enjoy this arc because i felt like it it had a lot of personality and uh i honestly i loved every minute of that yeah very uh very much kind of embraced the fact that these are a group of outlaws and uh you know the story is that's that's the thing about star wars is like it, it is it has a lot of like those old west kind of outlaw you know story oh, elements yeah. to it right and I mean, um, Tatooine, right? You start off in an old West town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's 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 interesting because, like, you know, maybe maybe somebody out there loves westerns but just hates Star Wars with a passion. It's like, I guess they're just not digging deep enough to find those those elements. But I mean, I I just see them off the face because I, I could never really get into westerns like the same way that other people do. I I do enjoy like a good western. I love the Fateful Eight. You know, Django Unchained, like there's, there's, there's a, if you consider that a Western, like there's, there's definitely a couple movies out there that I've seen where I'm like, wow, that's a great. What about some of the older classics? You ever watch any of those? Like that, that's, that's kind know, of what I'm getting no at. Name. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting Just at. Is dollars. Like, I've, yeah, no, I've never, I, I could never really get into those older movies, but I don't think it's necessarily because it's a Western. I think it's just because I don't tend to watch a whole lot of really old movies. Um, I have the other problem. I'm kind of. <laughs> I find myself not liking new movies. <laughs> I always get bored. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I know Darian. If he's listening right now, he's probably like, you know, probably yelling through his headphones, like, "Gosh, you got to watch more Western movies." Um, Dude, they are really good. He, he loves his westerns. Say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to have a Western watch party or something. Yeah, I know yeah. Bryce is into it too. It'd be cool to uh, do like a uh, we can even do like a podcast afterwards where we kind of see the stuff that George like really referenced. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, that would be that would be good a good time. Um, this episode, my thoughts on it was um, I liked the emotional aspect a lot because uh, it really ties into having, I guess. I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say this episode has like an insane story arc or anything, but it gave depth to these characters in a way that other episodes haven't really done, and that was important because without without those story elements, every now and again, like you just stop caring about these characters, right? And uh, no, it's true. It makes them feel really um, one dimensional. So if, yeah. if if Echo disappeared and no one cared, I think that would make it feel maybe a little bit more um, 
monster of the weekish where there's really not really an overarching story yeah so. yeah yeah exactly uh it's yeah I, I started thinking about it and um you know we can we can do some some pablo points and poodoos now <laughs> if, if you want it, it's just i was trying to think of ways because of course like doing this rating system i, I thought to myself you know it's it's kind of fun to do this rating system <laughs> either doing a poodoo or a point but um like what really makes a good episode like what what makes something that's done mm. within star wars lore good right and i was really trying to think of ways in which telling a good star wars story connects with fans on the best level possible and i came up with five key points um okay. the first one does it contribute or give depth to star wars lore the second one does it have good character development sometimes hand in hand with the first uh thing there third thing does it add to a good larger story arc sometimes hand in hand with either the first or second points fourth point does it connect with the audience that's a big one it could be any way whatsoever but does it connect with the viewer that's important and then the the, the fifth and final thing is does it have a good moral to it so like even if it doesn't connect with the audience maybe it connects with somebody else maybe there's a good kind of moral to what the story is trying to tell here in which makes it a relevant story to somebody else you know maybe not you maybe not me maybe it maybe it connects with somebody else on a, on a on a different level and that's kind of the last thing um, and number six is there a ham-fisted scene at the end where they explain the entire plot to you that you make sure you didn't miss anything <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, well, I had to take well, a shot because I'm still a little scarred by last episode. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, um, but those were the those were the five things that I kind of came to, and and I know that like that's this isn't like a master class for like writing or anything like that. It's not like I've gone to writing school and you know I'm I'm no master at screenplays or anything like that. But it's 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 just the the five things that kind of come into my head when I think if I'm giving this like a one Pablo point or if I'm giving this like a one Pudu or two Pudus or whatever, like, why am I doing that? Like, you know, it's like, did it, how many, how many boxes did this tick for me to like rate it good or bad? You know? Cause like opinions can change. Cause like, you know, week to week, like I might look back on an episode and be like, you know what? That actually, maybe that deserved like a higher score than I gave it or something like that. Right. That's fair. No, I think, yeah, we, initial viewing versus after it's settled a bit and watching it again, you have a different opinion. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we can take these five elements here and like moving forward and just kind of like keep those things in mind. And like, I'll leave it on my, on, on the, uh, on the outline on our podcast outline, just for us to kind of recall to if we, if we need help kind of self kind of scoring these things, like how do we actually feel about this? And, um, you know, like I thought in general, this had a pretty good story arc. It wasn't like the absolute bomb or anything, but you know, it was like, no, you know, it was I was, reasonable. but I also was surprised that I, I did feel like we're back onto another, like, that's the thing. It's as like, as far as like story wise, it, it was a bit fillery. It was. Yeah, like, it was. It wasn't part of checked, the overall larger good story, exactly, which is them yeah. running from the empire. Right. Yeah, yeah, so they checked some necessary boxes, and the world building was super cool, but the actual plot line itself didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, no, totally, like, yeah, totally. Um, I feel like it gets a point for connecting with an audience, because like you and I both really appreciated the, the deep kind of conversation that Tech and Echo have. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that was really important for those characters. And yeah, um, and I think they they had built tech up to be pretty unemotional. He's a very uh, totally totally yeah. logical person, right? He's kind of almost in the same light as like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So it made sense that they would, especially with Echo, they would be the sorry, especially with. Um, Omega, there'd be that kind of butting heads with that because obviously she wears her heart on her sleeve and it's, mm-hmm. this is her first time dealing with really loss so with someone that she was close to. So it made a lot of sense to have that story arc and I think you know they did a good job with it considering the window that they put put together. So Yeah, yeah. Would you say this has like a good moral to it? Like can, can audiences take away something valuable from this story? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, like I'd say see like, how a a bunch a a a crew of people that maybe were put together for a job form a family, yeah. right? Tag group. Yeah, I would say a good moral to it is like you know obviously Omega is just kind of dealing with a sense of loss, and because mm-hmm. she's so young and like maybe she hasn't really gone through that before, you know, and she's like kind of she even like recalls like crosshair too like you know it's everything it's not just echo but it's like crosshair it's echo it's they're having their ship stolen which is their home it's like there's a lot of changes that she's going through and she Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to deal with it and i think it was a good moral to kind of like just see how maybe even for a kid that age like you know like maybe omega is just a good example you know like a good example character to kind of look at and go like oh this is how omega dealt with it like maybe i can deal with that too and i think tech had some good things to say as far as advice, a like very unexpected character moment there where he actually kind of opens himself up a guy who just never does that. And, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, that was, that was really great character development. So for me, it checked like three out of the five boxes here. Um, I, I wouldn't say it contributes a crazy amount to lore and I wouldn't say it's a crazy good story arc, but, um, but I think it did a lot in, in terms of other, other reasons to like it. And, you know, for that alone, like, I think I could probably give this like, you know, maybe like a 1.5 to a 2 Pablo point kind of score. Oh, wow. That's quite high then. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself? I think I'd go a little lower, but just because I think the next episode did a better job. Okay. So I would give it... This rating system's weird because even me giving, I feel like me giving a positive review is so close to me giving a review. <laughs> we should, so okay. Oh, oh, sorry, I totally <laughs> forgot. For, for, for anyone new tuning in, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll break down our rating system here. So we got, it's a score system out of, out of seven. So um, three poodoos is being the absolute worst of the worst. You can give two poodoos, one poodoo. And then there's the Bendu, which is right in the middle. That's like a 50% score, you know, a bear pass. Then there's one Pablo point, two Pablo points, and three Pablo points. Three Pablo points being 100% A+. plus. That's a pass, you know, like that's a far pass kind of thing. Um, so I'd say like one Pablo point, two Pablo points. That's like, it's like averagely good kind of thing. Or between mm-hmm. between Bendu and one, that's kind of like, that's kind of average. Um, if it was bad, we'd definitely give it a Poodoo, but... Like I think it's pretty rare for us to give poodoos. Like it's like, and then it's just like, how bad is it? That's I think I'm. <laughs> there's definitely some novels I would have given poodoos to, but yeah. as far as shows, maybe if we went in like episode to episode in Resistance, but even overall, I wouldn't give it a poodoo. 
<laughs> I think that's just it, right? Like this rating system works for everything. Cause like, yeah, there's definitely some books that deserve a poodoo. <laughs> Maybe even two. Uh, I don't know if there's any that deserve a three, but you know, if there is, you know, send an email, <laughs> let oh, us man. know. What, let us know. Yeah. yeah. What's a really actually, bad star Wars book. I don't we know. should put out a survey, a survey. And if, um, the answer to tell us what is your most poo dude star wars content oh i know what's a bad one okay this is kind of divisive because like of course some people would probably absolutely love this book but um for me three poodoos is battlefront twilight company that was a bad book <laughs> that one was terrible is that the second one or the first that's one? that's the first one remember that's the first one yeah okay like yeah the one about the rebel <sighs> troops and stuff it was just so slow it's just it was, even even then i don't know if i give it a three i gave it one poodoo for sure yeah yeah so, i don't even know if i finished it and i, I restarted that book like three times maybe i'm being like overly months generous apart yeah it was just like it's just hard to pick up again you know like anytime you finish a chapter it's like oh thank you oh, it's like so lost you know now i don't need to touch it for another 24 hours or whatever but like i, I think it was that reason alone that i'm giving three poodoos maybe i'm being a little harsh but for me it was like i want to be able to read Star Wars stuff and have fun with it. You know, like it, there was no fun in that book. <laughs> there was nothing. I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it other than the fact that they set up Echo Base. I think that was like the one cool thing in that book that contributed. I don't even to remember Canada. that. I zoned, I did the audiobook and I zoned out so much. I had such a hard time paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, that was the last like couple p- chapters of the book. I'm pretty sure it was, was like <laughs> skip to the third last page. <laughs> 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 oh man um yeah so anyway if you, anyone listening if you if you know a really bad what's a three poodoo you know what's a three pablo point um let us know uh but yeah we'll to, uh, we should make that our next raffle that's going to be part of the uh <laughs> the entry yeah 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 we need to we're gonna we make a spreadsheet where we like literally rank everything like down oh to gosh down to the that's so many things down to the star wars orbit keys which deserve three pablo points I don't like, think we've consumed everything. There's Star Wars merch, of, like, Star Wars obs- books, <laughs> Star Wars action only? figures. How many points does this deserve as far as an action figure goes? Like, <laughs> detail, and, uh, detail for it, price. It couldn't include the EU then. We would never, we'd never be able to do it. Nah, no, only stuff that we, of course, like touch, right? Only, of course, stuff that we consume because there's too much. But, you know, we can't rank everything. But um, that being said, UTNE is doing a, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, what is it? Round Robin or something? You know, it's like when you rank, like you got, you pit two things against each other, you know, oh, yeah. someone votes and then that one makes it to the next round. And, you know, it's like a, like right. a pyramid Star system. Wars.com like, does that with like favorite characters, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So UTNE is doing that with Star Wars books. So if anyone wants to participate in that, I will drop a description, uh, a, a link in the description below. I believe it starts March 6th. And uh, no one got in touch with me as far as promoting this at all. It's just this, I literally just found out, found out about this. And I was like, hey, this, you know, if any of you guys want to participate in that, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be voting. So. I'll be giving my, my poodoos out to the Battlefront Twilight Company. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's uh, your chance. Revenge. Revenge. We must have revenge. There you go. Uh, so how many poodoos is this? How many How many points? So how many Pablo points? I, I think I need to start reevaluating how I give out my points. Because, 
when I gave a negative, like a, a, it was, we're complaining about being a filler. It wasn't terrible, right? But we still was giving it around one Pablo. I think and yeah. this was a, this is a more positive episode. I mean, yep. I guess the last episodes are really good because they actually progressed the uh, the arcs. Maybe this is similar. Okay. The In that thi- case, the, the thing is, like, here's here's the thing. It's just like just before you give your score, like, I just want to say, like, fillers don't necessarily need to be bad. Like, it's no. it's like filler episodes can happen, but like, do they have reasons to contribute to this season? Right. And that's kind of why I made this like five point system here, because like if it's a filler episode, what else is it doing? If it's not contributing to a larger story arc, that's good. Like for what, me, what is it doing for you? For me, this episode was all about the world building. I really like this world a lot. And as we get into the next episode, I like it even more. So I would say I'm probably going to go around the, I'm going to say one Pablo point for this one. And then we'll get into the next episode. I'll probably push that a little bit higher. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Episode 10 retrieval. The Marauder is taken by its thief, a young boy named Benny Barrow to his owner, uh, Mako, who prepares to strip the ship for parts to sell. Omega devises a way to track the Marauder via Gonky. I don't know, by the way, I don't know how tech didn't think of this first. Uh, the bad batch <laughs> infiltrate Mako's mining base and coerce Benny into guiding them. Uh, Benny hoping to gain Mako's favor betrays the batch's presence but just before being captured, Omega discovers that Mako's been exploiting his workers for his own profit. Uh, with this revelation, Benny turns his comrades against Mako, who rebels against Mako, and he falls to his death, nearly dragging Benny down with him. The Batch restores their ship and leaves the planet. Um, what do you think of this one? I really like this episode a lot. <laughs> I actually thought this was a whole lot of fun. This This episode... Uh, I felt like could have been it's like a whole novel wrapped up in itself with just the uh, interwoven um, like hierarchy we have going on in this like really dodgy mining operation. Yeah, honestly, like the world building around this to me was fantastic. I loved it so much. It kind of took the what we started with last episode and then just kind of roll it into like an even better world, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I like this planet a lot. Is what I've learned. That's uh, that. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, I I, I get that feeling from you. Yeah, it's it, it and I I like it too. It's it's a really cool, uh, cool planet. Um, the question that I asked myself when we were when I was watching this second episode of this arc was like, why, why this story? You know, like out of all the stories that they could have done, like why this one? Because we've seen this story before, and I as much as I liked the episode. I also found it very, very familiar. And um, mm-hmm. the the story of having these little kind of rebellions within Star Wars, right? Like, you know, you have the Rebels versus the Empire, and then you get a show like Andor, which you have the prisoners versus the empire, right? Like it's, so a, it's another overthrowing re- tyrants. Yeah. Overthrowing tyrants. Yeah, exactly. It's like, re- it's like a rebellion within a rebellion kind of thing. And you know, and you get those little uprisings of like people standing up to their oppressors. Right. Right. And it's, this it's the crop being called out and the people. Totally. Up. Totally. Yeah. Um, it also reminded me just because of the Western vibe, um, it reminded me a lot of the Moss Pelgo story that we had, in the aftermath books, uh, of course, we got little verbal 
um, recognition to those those events in, I think it was the Mandalorian or Book of Boba. It was one of the two. Um, but Mos, Mando Mos Pelgo, Ma- yeah, Mando season two. Thank you. Yeah, so Mos First Pelgo yeah. becomes Freetown because the mining collective takes over, rounds up people for labor, and eventually, you know, they're they're, I mean, with the help of Cobb Vanth and the Boba Fett suit, like, you know, he, they basically fight fight back and take back their town kind of thing. So they call it Freetown. Um. But yeah, it, you know, it, it felt familiar, right? Like it felt very similar to a lot of other stories. For that reason alone, just creativity-wise, it was so similar to so many things I've already seen. I actually think I'm rating this one less than I did with the first one. As much, okay. as, even though I liked it a lot, I think I'm going to give this one like one Pablo point. Um, only because character development-wise didn't really add more than the first one gave me. And as much as I did like the world that it's built in, that's that's brownie points towards the positive radius of our rating system here. But um, other than that, I, I wasn't getting a whole lot out of it other than a story I've already seen. So Fair enough. I think it was a little different. I'm not going to say this story was unique because this story has been told many times, right? Yeah, yeah. There's always, you know, the thief supposed to help out and then there's a, a tyrant that everyone's under. The thief then finds out the truth and uh, the people rebel, rebel and turn the thief over, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not new, but I thought it was executed well in a really fun environment. That's really what it came down for. So yeah. I will say I, I don't think it was exactly the same because of because of that, because you're saying it was similar to... Because with the Cobb Vant thing, I don't, to me, that's more of the lone gunman who came back for a revenge story. That's not the uh, secrets revealed overthrow the lying ruler. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so it's like, it certainly got some, it's not exactly the same, but it certainly got some elements which are familiar. Um, it's basically, it's a, it's like an old West town with people working for a mining company or person, whatever the heck, you know, the story be. And the same thing happens in which the people fight back. Like the basic kind of beats, well, that's the basic a, kind of beats are there. I hate to say it, but maybe I should bring, um, bring this up now. I have noticed that story arc comes up a lot with Dave Filoni's work. Not to poo-poo Dave Filoni. But I right. feel like that story arc is pretty common. And maybe that's partially due to the fact there's so many episodes in the season. Like there's only so many storylines. I think it's something like there's seven storylines total. Yeah. Something like that. And like everything is derived from those seven storylines. Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue that's kind of what's going on. But I have started to notice that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. can think of Mando episodes. I can think of Boba Fett. Like a lot of it, it's kind of all... Very similar, but there's so the thing is it's part of the issue I think of there's so much Star Wars content coming out it's hard to keep everything super original. Yeah, we also have the old grizzled war warrior who has to take on some infant storyline that seems to be used a lot too. (laughs) I would I would even say um, part of the uh, I guess something positive out of having repetitive story styles like this is that you hit every single audience that you target. So 
with the Bad Batch is clearly targeting younger Star Wars fans, right? Like, uh, you know, not to say that adults can't enjoy this too. I mean, you know, we we love the animated series. Um, but there will inevitably be more adult viewers with the live action shows and less with the animated, right? Um, you'll get more younger viewers um, watching Star Wars with the animated shows rather than perhaps live action, you know, depending on, you know, how they're how they're being raised at home and, you know, what the parents allow or whatever. Um, I wonder what that's like with streaming services now. Because uh, I know... Well, you can you can set, like, parental, like, age ratings and just kind of cap yeah, off, like, cap off PG-13 but, onwards or whatever. Not necessarily that is what I mean, though. I'm more curious along the lines of... As when we were kids, like we're watching satellite or cable television, you only have X amount of channels if something's always playing. You don't have infinite choice, right? You right. have to pick from what's on. So more people gravitate towards shows like Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Versus now, you can watch anything. I feel like it's almost like I feel like there's not a lot of advertising of shows like Bad Batch. So unless you're already looking for Star Wars content as a kid, you might not even be aware of it. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's definitely true. It's it's also like it's prominently featured on the main page of Disney Plus. So anyone who has Disney Plus is probably going to know about it. Um, but it's just like one of those things like I just just in my head, it makes sense that more younger people would be watching a show like this rather than older people. Like that's just basically just in my head. Yeah, that, that, that makes yeah, sense. Like, I guess so you're saying that's the market. Basically off on a different philosophical tangent. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if Andor is like maybe too mature for a younger star wars fan right because like it kind of is um suicide in it yeah like 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 there's like the age rating for for that show like i i don't exactly know what it is but i know it's higher than bad batches um and so you know when you compare but you could also say there's more older like people of a older older age group that are actually doing rating on shows yeah, for sure. And and I would hope the critics that that rate and or approach Bad Batch with like a, you know, pre-existing knowledge that that this show is meant for a younger audience. So it's the, the Internet, man. Like, yeah, people are people are like, oh, I watched it. It was lame. <laughs> it's for kids. <laughs> well, star. basically what I'm trying to say is like if a kid isn't watching a show like Andor, they'll yeah. they'll miss out on a story arc that is like this one. Right. And then if they watch the bad batch, that's maybe that's all they're watching. They'll still right. get that okay. story arc, but just it's, in a different it's new. Yeah. For them. But yeah. It's new for them. Exactly. Yeah. So for someone like someone like you and me, who's like seen the story arc a million times, whether it's in a book or a game or an animated show or a live action show or a movie or whatever, you know, we've seen it happen so many times in Star Wars, but maybe to someone in which hasn't experienced those Star Wars stories, maybe to this is their first experience, like with, with that kind of storytelling narrative. So, um, you know, I can give it a pass in regards to that approach. Um, but yeah, for me, just, it, it, it was like nothing new, nothing new. So that's the only reason I think why this just didn't follow up the last episode for me, which I thought was a lot, had a lot of good new stuff in it for the show. Cause I hadn't seen tech open up like that before. And I hadn't seen, uh, you know, Omega in such a vulnerable state like that before. And, you know, there was, there was a bunch of other like good character moments where it's just like, you know, this is a, this is a family that's clearly got some issues to work through. And, 
you know, the, it's not it's not every Star Wars episode that you get something like that, um, whether sure. it be live action or animated. So, Pablo's or Pudus? Uh, do we do we read this one yet? I I totally forget. <laughs> I, I think get, you one Pablo point. Yeah, I get one Pablo point. So, what's what's your score for this one? I think I'm going to go with a low two. So like a 1.82 kind of area. Okay. So just, okay. Yeah. So 1.5 Pablo what is points. A, what, is, like, what does two work out to you? What is that like? Two 80, Pablo points? Two Pablo 80 points? 80 something like, percent? <laughs> we, we so much, we overcomplicate our rating system so much. I know. Um, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it super fun though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. It was like something like that. Maybe like 70, yeah, 70, the, 70 to 80% is probably like the yeah, two. Yeah. I, I try to shoot it around like the 75 to 80% marks. Yeah, like, okay. Let's say 75. So right, it's so like 1.79 like 1. Pablo points. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, better than last week. It was one and three sixteenths. <laughs> All right, um, let's, let's let's move on here, shall we? Oh, jeez. Oh, new show. All right, first we uh, we have a bit of a uh, well, we have a message coming in from a special friend of ours. Let's take a listen. Star Wars Escape Pod has just been intercepted by the Separatist Alliance. If you are tuning in right now, don't go anywhere. Leave a review and make it a good one. All right. Thanks, Ventress. Yeah. Choose your friends oh, wisely. Wow. <laughs> I just watched her die. That's crazy. Because <laughs> I've been rewatching the Gendy Tarkovsky animated Clone Wars series. Well, as you know, this podcast is canon and we take place during <laughs> the Clone Wars. <laughs> then how do we know the future? We've been through the world. Been, the world between worlds. Between worlds. <laughs> We've seen it all. We've oh, seen it man. all. We are the wills. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I don't want that much. <laughs> I don't want that much pressure. Yeah, Too many yeah, people to please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, what's left in the bad batch just before we move on to Mandalorian here, uh, just as a quick heads up in March, we're getting metamorphosis, the outpost, Pabu tipping point, the summit and plan 99. That is the remaining six episodes of the bad batch Man. season two. Uh, it's just, just so strange to me. Cause there's this, uh, I'm going to be really bothered if we finish this season and there's say there's 12 episodes and eight of them are filler. I have a feeling the last three will bring us back to ground zero again, where we finally get the crosshair bad batch story with the whole camino yeah. like the camino in that got taken to that imperial base in that big huge mountain i think we're going to get that at the very end of season two which is going to draw us out to a, a third season again um i also want to know what the heck's going on within the republic right i would like with yeah the, like the, the imperial expansion kind of thing yeah like yeah. what the heck they just, and there's got to be more going on with the reveal that uh Camino was destroyed by the Empire. Like Yeah, and we maybe just gonna we'll, blame that one guy and it's it's done, never brought up again. Hey, maybe yeah, uh, who knows, right? Like maybe we will revisit that story arc with uh Senator Chuchi and yeah, who knows, right? Like we could could always go back there. But Man, um, that just makes me more frustrated that we're getting filler episodes because <laughs> it was really yeah. good. I wanna know what I think like <laughs> as a whole, like as a as a rating for the season, maybe we can give some Pablos or Pudus to like the season as a whole. Yeah. Like, you know. That's fair. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, Mandalorian begins this week, Wednesday, uh, which is pretty nuts. 35 minutes is the first episode runtime, which does not seem that long. Um, and once again, it is an eight episode season airing each Wednesday night, overlapping the Bad Batch right up until uh, through March, uh, right up until April 19th, which is uh, when the season finale airs on Disney Plus. So uh, for six more weeks, we'll have Bad Batch and Mandalorian coming out on Disney Plus. Uh, for six weeks in a row on Wednesday night, um, Dang, and then the old. yeah, and then the last two Mandalorian episodes will be um, lonesome on uh, on Wednesdays, uh, and so it's going to be a lot of stuff to, to talk about Star Wars wise. So we haven't devised an existing plan yet on the podcast as to how we're going to do this, but my thoughts were we're just going to talk about both on a Monday and do the podcast. It's going to be both Mandalorian and Bad Batch paired up on one sitting which i feel like maybe it works because bad batch tends to go by really quick nowadays like not a whole lot to talk about there sometimes so and um, if there's a really good episode like there's a major story arc yeah i think we could maybe um if we had to we could always try to you know yeah we could a, always like delay two, something two episode yeah like for sure maybe one episode of podcast like 30 40 minutes and then the next one hour and a half or whatever I don't ex- know. we'll ex- figure it out exactly yeah. Try it for a week, see see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. So uh, those of you tuning in specifically for Bad Batch or for Mandalorian going forward, just just a heads up, you're going to get a double special every now and again <laughs> for six weeks. Like Hopefully today. it's not too bad. Yeah, like today, yeah, except about <laughs> two different shows. Uh, <laughs> so much Star Wars stuff, and then that follows up with a new video game, which is Jedi Survivor, which comes Uh-oh. out on uh, next-gen consoles and PC um in sometime in april and we have that event or that that starting date right here in the discord under the event section that'll be april 28th uh that is is that the novel or is that the game jedi survivor that's the actual game itself uh so that comes out why is the novel come out afterwards then what the heck 10 days after the last episode of mandalorian um okay that is a good question so what what was it it was like was it jedi Jedi Battle Scars. That's that's what it's called. That's the the prelude book to the game that comes out. Sorry, uh, it comes. It does come out before the game. It comes out March seventh. So oh, okay. Look for Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. It's written by Sam Mags. That comes out March seventh, twenty twenty three, and that's three hundred and four pages long. I guess. Um, I don't know if that's is that a long Star Wars book. Sounds like a long Star Wars book. I don't know. You got to tell me in audio time yeah, yeah that, that i don't know <laughs> uh 300 pages isn't too bad i don't think it's kind of like i think that's like a junior novel your standard standard size like a young ad, young adult na- novel yeah yeah um okay listening length at regular time 10 hours 28 minutes yeah that's very average that's okay. very average all right a little bit on the long side actually usually they're around eight so yeah all right Cool. Well, um, we still need to do a review of the other book we just read. Yeah, we do. Uh, um, High Republic, uh, book three. Definitely. Yeah, the 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 capstone to phase one of the High Republic for sure. Uh, Gotta hurry will... before I forget and repress it all. Yeah, yeah. Write down <laughs> what you remember and what you liked and dis- disliked, and we can do a kind of like a overhead review at some point. We, maybe we can tag it on to one of these upcoming upcoming episodes if we get a slow week or something like that. But Man, it's uh look it's, forward to that. Yeah, look forward to that as well. <laughs> Man. 
<laughs> so much Star Wars stuff. Um, and uh, speaking of March, uh, because that's right around the corner, that's when you can get the Hasbro Black Series Clone Trooper Phase 2 Premium <gasps> Electronic Helmet battery sold separately. I'm assuming you'll be able to throw that thing on with the push of the button. It'll sound like D. Bradley Baker right there in your room. Um, is there pre-sales for that? Which is the voice of, of course, uh, the Clone Troopers. And if you forget what the, you forget what the Clone Troopers sound like. Republic forces have deemed Star Wars Escape Pod as the recommended source for news and entertainment. Subscribe, leave a voicemail, and share the show with a brother. <laughs> share the show. <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's Steve Bradley Baker, voice of all the Clone Troopers in The Bad Batch and the Star Wars The Clone Wars, of course along with many other voices, but uh, I would assume that he's the guy doing the voices in the clone clone helmet. Um, I think so. I've never used the voices on that helmets though. <laughs> so that, yeah, no, it's true. Um, it also might be possible that they don't put in any voice effects. It might just be like the Vader one. It'll just have like the breathing or something like that. Maybe, maybe it'll, the clone one will be like the stormtrooper one where it'll just be like a voice modulator. And have that's like what the, I was expecting. The yeah, calm I remember sound the, yeah, yeah. the stormtrooper just having the voice thing. Yeah, a pre-recorded. The I know what the about? X-wing, the X-wing helmets have sound effects and I think intercom <laughs> stuff. Uh, okay. So I don't what know. about what about Mando? Mandalorian doesn't have anything other than lights on the inside. Light, okay. Yeah, so if you turn it over, that's better in my opinion. But I guess I'm a purist. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like it too, just without the complex stuff. It's kind of weird though. Like if you turn, so if you turn the Mandalorian helmet over on its back, and you look mm -hmm. down into the helmet, there's a lot of cool detail in the helmet now, and mm -hmm. they have yep. a, like a, a a gyro sensing light that like a little red led that comes on only when you turn the helmet over on its back um oh, so that yeah. that way when you look Forgot into the helmet that. there's like some sort of little light going on back there so i don't know maybe maybe they'll do something similar to the clone clone trooper helmet um i'm just glad that they're finally making one after all these years mm -hmm. we gotta do phase two and rex next they yeah so well this is phase two so they gotta do phase one next oh sorry and, uh, phase one and a rex yeah phase one and i'm assuming they'll do a rex like you know that's a different mold uh completely because it blends phase one and phase two together but that's why it's so cool uh yeah the, that's why they gotta do it <laughs> yeah exactly um okay so uh what else we got here i got a i got a link um this was a this was a hot tip delivered by somebody Disney parks. All right, get this. Okay, so Disney parks around the world, private jet adventure. You gotta, you gotta hear this. Okay, this trip includes. So any any Disney enthusiast out there, this is the trip of a lifetime. Twenty four days, sixty eight meals, thirty one sites. Okay, in a private Disney jet. This trip starts at a hundred and ten thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, and here's the description: embark on a Bucket list adventure for 75 ultimate Disney fans. This dream vacation spans 24 days and covers six countries that includes all 12 uniquely magical Disney theme parks worldwide, as well as three iconic landmarks, the Taj Mahal, Pyramids of Giza, and Eiffel Tower. Throughout your trip, you'll stay in the world-class accommodations, including a rare opportunity to be a guest at Summit Skywalker Ranch. Plus, You'll travel in uh, uh, luxury via VIP-configured Boeing 757 operated by Icelandair with long-range capabilities that allow for direct flights to maximize your time in each destination. 
You'll also enjoy personal access to experts and staff who provide fun and fact-filled stories, enabling you to be immersed in every location you visit. And then they got a map of like where the jet's going, and it's like literally going around the world, stopping at every single major Disney place you could possibly go, including Skywalker Ranch. Like, how crazy is that? Like, no, no one get, no one gets to stay at Skywalker up. Ranch. Like, like that's George's private property still. Yeah, know? he doesn't live there anymore. But no, he doesn't live there anymore. But he, like, you Ch- know, you got to be, I think, you got to be a guest of George to stay there. So, like, clearly, he's getting some some cheddar cheese he's out getting, of this. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, he's getting <laughs> a probably a good chunk of that, <laughs> that, that payment. Yeah, Just totally. to let these people sleep in his basement and. Yeah. On a couple spare couches. Oh my goodness. 75 lucky people though. I mean, if you want to pay that money, uh, is what was the cost again? 110,000 us dollars. <laughs> <laughs> specifically, it's uh, a specifically it's 109,995 USD. New rule in the podcast. We always have to say the word credits, not dollars. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> US credits. Thousand credits. <laughs> U.S. credits. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, know, it's like, pretty funny. I know it's not crazy news or anything. I just I had to bring it up because Skywalker Ranch is the trip of a lifetime. Even if you get to go there, like no one gets to go there. But like on this trip, if you if, if you got the money for it, you can go there. If you had a spare hundred grand, would you go to Skywalker Ranch? I mean, if I was that rich that I could just throw a hundred ten grand away, like I mean. If I was, if I was like George Lucas rich, like, no, (laughs) but if I was like, if I was like Jeff Bezos rich, then yeah. (laughs) That's not, man, this, I feel like this is such a small market. Yeah. Like who the heck is going on these trips? Like, you know, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like I'm with you though. Like I, I probably... If I were to go on it, my my credits value would have to be in the starting with the letter B. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like, and and I mean, like, what George has left, like, from his whole transaction, like, you know, wh- however much, however many Bs that is, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I would want to be in like the uh, the Musk range of money before I drop one hundred ten thousand dollars on a twenty four day trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you'd be, if you were Musk, you'd be saving all those penny pinching all the way to the bees so you could buy all the Twitters. Yeah, exactly. So you you got to buy the have, Twitters, the you, Tumblers. Yeah, you don't have credits to throw at Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, you got to buy the friggin' Holonet. I mean, you don't have any credits <laughs> left. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I don't know. I mean, hey, if any fans are going on this, you know, Definitely send us a review. Oh yeah, I'm curious. Heck how yeah, this goes. You know, if any of our listeners are are like going on this trip, like you know, I, I'd be honored to even receive an email. Like if you're actually like going on this, like dude, <laughs> we can get like <laughs> yeah, if we even can if get fake, photos, just send like, it. Send us reviews. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we just want to know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> us craftsmen as draws here. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, can tell we know. you can tell we live on level thirteen thirteen. Um Yeah, I was gonna say that's the that's <laughs> one of the first things I was gonna say and you brought that up. Like that with Disney putting out all this new all the new stuff, it just feels like we're on Coruscant and I've just moved to a lower and lower level every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
<laughs> yeah, one one level after the next. Um, all right, so uh, last last little piece here, uh, Fan Expo in Vancouver. That was um, it was pretty fun. I know, uh, I know, uh, no, I know. Only I was there. I know you missed it. We had Bryce there though, uh, but we had the Star Wars Escape Pod microphones active, and uh, we caught some some audio bites. Which uh, I'll play the first one here. This is a panel with. Um, uh, we were only there for one day, so sadly we missed. The, uh, the panel with Anthony Daniels and Ashley Eckstein. I know that was kind of crazy. Although I did meet to, I did meet Ashley. Amazing, like lovely interaction. She's fantastic. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, if she's listening, I mean, I wish her all the best. It was, it was super cool to meet you. And, um, you know, he was hoping that maybe yeah, she pretty can... jealous about that. Oh yeah. To say hi to her. Uh, yeah. It was, it was super fantastic. You know, it was, it was so surreal because like, I feel like Clone Wars is a show a lot of us kind of grew up watching, you know, whatever stage in our life we were. Um, it's been around for quite a while, and she's, like, pioneered this character. And, um, it, it, you know, to me, it was just, like, surreal to kind of stand in front of her just to hear her talk. And I was like, whoa, like, that's that's a voice that I've heard a lot of, <laughs> like, a lot of times. Um, you didn't nerd out and say, like, you were my childhood. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 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 I would nowhere near that level, but, uh, but no, I, my heart was beating pretty quick though. <laughs> like, yeah, fair. Yeah, I must say a little, little starstruck. Um, but, uh, no, after like, after a minute, you know, it kind of, it kind of sets in and it's like, whoa, like, yeah, she's, she's a person like us and, and she's super cool. So really cool to meet, uh, meet Ashley and, and, um, it was great to, great to see her, but, um, I did get some, we had two panels the day that we were there and we got, uh, some audio clips of, of, uh, Matthew Lewis, who is, uh, primarily known for playing Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter. And, uh, we also got some, uh, from Carl Weathers, who was also up on stage, uh, who you'll know him as, um, uh, Grief Karga that almost escaped my mind for a second. Uh, so here, I thought, I thought this was kind of neat. Matthew Lewis. I didn't realize he was a Star Wars fan, but let's let's take a let's take a quick listen to this. We out of control. You read the books and then got the role. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's, like it's like when I mean before Harry Potter was, you know, Star Wars was my that was my first love, my first kind of cult love was Star Wars, and I used to every night I would go to sleep kind of imagining being Luke Skywalker in my X-wing um, and being a Jedi. And if someone had just suddenly plucked me up and put me in a robe with a, with a lightsaber and, and put me on Tatooine, I would have, it would have been a dream come true, right? It would have been amazing. You'd be like, this is, this is unreal. And I was just a thing. I got to do that with Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty neat little, uh, you know, like, what, what do you think of that, eh? I think it's... Uh actually super relatable because i feel like he's probably around our age and yeah. so when he got cast to be playing neville longbottom like we, we were right there along him growing up watching like phantom menace probably like just came out mm-hmm. right so right around that time period so yeah it's it's, uh, it's true i mean like what but what he says there about like star wars being his first love and and you know just really kind of getting getting the harry potter role and and uh just being plucked and plopped into this is rich in lore universe right that 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 millions if not billions of people know about at this point and and have completely kind of gone head over heels for 
uh, it's surreal, you know, it's a surreal experience that he's been through to kind of have that experience and like, yeah, no, it wasn't star Wars, but like, you know, Harry Potter is pretty, uh, uh, pretty high up there. So, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing though, that like, it makes him very relatable. Um, yeah, you know, the fact exactly. that Star Wars is like kind of his thing, you know, he loves Star Wars. Now he didn't really elaborate too much more on Star Wars, but I wonder um, if he's still a fan. Did anyone ask? No, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of what I mean is like, he didn't elaborate any further because like, I would have loved to have heard more as to what he thought of Star Wars, like what he thought of maybe this, the recent movies, like whatever, like, you know, just anything. Like I would actually love to, what is your opinion on bad batch season two, episode seven? Yeah. How many poodoos? How many points? (laughs) How many bubble (laughs) points? (laughs) Um, yeah, so uh, the other the other guest that they had up on stage uh, that day was um, was Carl Weathers, and uh, I'm I'm actually like, it's it's funny because like you know he's like he's the Star Wars guy that we saw that day. So um, there's so much that you know he he said in regards to Star Wars. I can't necessarily play any like one particular thing that stood out because there was just like a crazy amount of things but um if i were to if i were to pick out anything i'm just scrolling through right now trying to find anything um but here let's uh let's do this let's 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 play this one fantasy football okay join reality man you're talking fantasy okay i don't know (laughs) those are two different people two different decades two different lifetimes i got no clue yeah, I don't know how to do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Next. Mr. Weathers, it's an honor. Uh, I just want to throw this question out while you're here on behalf of many of the people in the audience. I'm wondering if you could give us an episode-by-episode episode synopsis in every single spoiler of season three for the end of the Wait, 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 wait. I think we got a five-minute warning right there. So. Say that again. Five minute on it. If you can walk us through every idea which episode I finish in, and somewhere in the middle I direct an episode. Oh. All right, so uh, a little tidbit there. Carl Weathers, you know, personally saying he directed an episode in season three, and uh, I just thought that was like, you know, maybe a section worth playing. That's pretty cool. Looking forward to that. We definitely have to call that out when we see the episode. Yeah, I love my friend Luke in the mix. You want a mini donut? (laughs) (laughs) Did you catch that? (laughs) No, I missed it. Yeah, it was like... (laughs) Yeah, let me play it again. Hold on, let me let me let me like I gotta rewind that. Hold on a second here. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to Okay, there you go. Next. Mr. Weathers, it's an honor. Uh I just want to throw this question out while you're here on behalf of many of the people in the audience. I'm wondering if you could give us an episode by episode synopsis in every single spoiler of season three of the Mandalorian. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I think we got a five minute, we got this five minute warning right there. So. Say that again. Five minute on it. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, you catch that? No, I missed it. I totally missed it. It just runs <laughs> right. in the back. Ten, I'll rewind 10 seconds. Here we go. 
Wait, 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 wait. I think we got a five minute, minute warning right there. So. Say that again. Want a mini donut? Oh, there it is. There it is. Want a mini donut? Want a mini donut? That's hard to hear. You though. want a cup of Jawa juice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So good. Um, shout out to Luke. Yeah, shout out to Luke, who's never been on the podcast before until now. <laughs> That's right. You want a mini donut? Yeah, we're gonna have to start selling uh, Star Wars Escape Pod T-shirts with the quote on it. Do you want a mini donut? And then on the back, you want a cup of Jawa juice to go with that? <laughs> oh gosh. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, so it's yeah, it's pretty cool though. Seeing these like big celebrities in person, you know, get to ask some questions and stuff. You should have gotten line though. Ask some stuff. Yeah, you know, I I uh, I'm always too. Uh, I don't know. I like the imp- I can, the lineup's always so long. Like I just I'm like you know what I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy the conversation because like and but to be fair like a lot of the like I could probably come up with a better question than most people come up with because a lot of people get up there they just want to ask a question and it's like dude like yeah you know, like really that's your question <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of questions that I feel like maybe like. We get in did, line and ask before if you they did, have a question. Yeah, it's right? like, you know what? Do your research before you come up with a question because, like... But, but yeah, at the same time, though, like, unless you get in line right away, you might not get that opportunity. Yeah, no, Maybe it's too, true. Too slow. It's true. But then again, it's like, you know, some people, this might be, like, their number one star kind of thing. Like, like if you were to get one question out of George Lucas, like, what would you ask, right? Oh, like, I, I, I would have to think about that for hours. Like, if I could only ask him one question... Dang. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Like Yeah. And like I wouldn't want to waste it on like, you know, you know, what are your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker? Like I wouldn't want to waste the question. Like I already kind of know what the answer is. I just I just I, I would ask him I would want to ask him something like, you know, explain to me like something, right? Like explain to me like mm, your yeah, your vision good. for what you would have done with your sequels and the wills of the force or something like that. You know, that's like that's one of the ones on the top of my head. But like I would want to ask him something that he can just elaborate on and kind of like But Pastor Lucas, what are Metachlorians? <laughs> <laughs> explain to me again. <laughs> I already did it once. Well, um well, all Watch you gotta do, you know, um, Liam did it the best. <laughs> Liam, Liam did it the better, you know. Just, just turn on Phantom Menace. It'll, I'll explain everything. Next question. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh man. Well, um, it's been a, it's been a good week, and uh, we've had a, we've had a great episode here. Do you want to bring up anything before you wrap it up here? Mm, I guess so. Are we going to talk about the Mando trailer or should we just wait until the show comes out? You know, three days before the show premieres, <laughs> I feel like I feel like our time has been spent. We missed the boat. I think we missed the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, there is a, I think, a new promo or a teaser or something that dropped online on YouTube. Of course, you can find it in our discord server which catches all star wars videos from youtube and posts them chronologically in the channel called star wars tv um and the clip is called who we are i think it's a promo promo reel or something like that but you know check that out and uh i'm looking forward to chatting with you sir 
about uh, season three, episode one of The Mandalorian. That will be a good time. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. We will catch you in the next one. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. To those of you who have stuck with us this entire way through the episode, thank you so much for tuning in. It's always great to have you. It's always great to chat Star Wars and uh, always great to have our esteemed co-host back on the show, Mr. Blake. And um, upcoming Star Wars content, of course. We already went over that. So looking forward to Mandalorian Season 3. Be sure to tune in each week for Mandalorian After Shows combined with Bad Batch After Shows and Reviews. And uh, hopefully we can get uh, a few friends of ours back on for those. I know Kirk's keen on coming back once he's uh, back from some... uh, some trips and uh i think we'll have bryce on as well and you know we'll get phil back on maybe darian you know get the crew back together um so uh yeah you can find us on twitter and instagram with the handles at sw escape podcast be feel free to send us an email which is sw escape podcast at gmail.com you can send us a voice memo and in the form of an email we'll play it here on the show if you have a question for us or you can join our discord and use that special channel that we talked about earlier questions for podcast so thank you josh for sending in the very first question of hopefully many and uh check us out on uh on that platform so yeah um thank you for tuning in to star wars escape Pod, and we will catch you in the next episode May the force be with you. We'll see you next week.